0: E. G. Marshall. I am neither judge nor jury, but I can state categorically, as a purveyor of tales and histories, that no one is all evil, or to the contrary, all good. We are the sum of what all our attributes add up to, and we can only be judged by our peers, or if that seems too literate, by the people who have to live with us, or whose lives. May depend on us. That is the substance of the story of Harry Taylor. Yes. Yes, of
1: course.
2: Send him in. Come in, Harry. Thank you, Warden. But, uh, isn't the first time you've been in this office?
3: No, sir. And with due respect, I hope it's the
2: last. Yeah, so do I, Harry. I'm not a judge. You were sent to this penitentiary through the due process of law for killing your wife. You've done your time and are now being released on parole. Harry, you've been a model prisoner. I wanted to say goodbye personally.
3: Thank you. And I hope it is goodbye. I won't harp on the past, but for 25 years, society shut me up for something I didn't do. I just hope that God... And I mean this from the heart, Warden, that I'm never tempted to get even.
0: Our mystery drama, For Tomorrow We Die, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Beatrice Strait. One of us was unjustly accused and sentenced. Upon gaining freedom again, what would our state of mind be? Would we accept injustice as one accepts a major illness? Or in this case, since man was the villain, would we be inclined to think that we had a ticket to retaliation, a right to hit back at society? Was Harry Taylor unjustly accused and sentenced? And did he try to get even? Let's find out
4: the mail, Mom. I'll get it. Oh, fine, Pesh. And give Donna a call. I'm just about ready to put on the eggs. I will. Donald Craig, now hear this. You get your rear out of a sling and get downstairs. This is the captain speaking. Repeat that. Your wife. Your slightest
2: command is my wish. You want me as I am, all wet and dripping from the shower, or uh, should I stop to put on at least a towel, Captain Sir White?
4: I'll take you as you are, you gorgeous, able-bodied hunk. But give Mother a break and put something on. (laughs) A fine way to talk. I gave up men with your father. Oh, I wouldn't want you to change your mind this late. (laughs) I was just kidding. Oh, I know, honey. While you're on the subject
5: of kidding, don't be so smart. There's juice in this old prune yet. Why, Mom? You know that's kind of embarrassing. Well, so it evens us up. You've never liked your nickname, but you learned to live with it. Oh well, come on, Precious. That's a name for this century. <laughs> we shortened
4: it to Pesh. You'd rather go with your grandmother's name, Gertrude? Oh no, no, no. I'll I'll take Pesh and climb out easy. Here's the mail.
5: Oh, big thrill.
4: Amanda's boutique has a sale.
5: The Fortune Supermarket is reducing all the stringy meat they couldn't sell last month. <laughs> the oil company's sending a bill you wouldn't believe it. Wait a moment. I hit the jackpot. What? A real honest-to-god person letter. Who from who? A writing I don't recognize. A New York address. The Waldorf Plaza Towers? And um, what is it?
4: I don't believe it. Well, I just don't believe it. Oh, Mom, don't believe what? Harry Taylor.
5: <laughs> well, it couldn't be the same Harry Taylor, could it? I don't know, Mom, who is Harry Taylor? Well, if I hadn't married your father, he could just as soon have been your father. What? Harry Taylor. Oh, all the years. You go get your husband out of the shower. I'll hold breakfast and and let me read this letter to myself. Dear Jesse, I suppose it will seem sort of incredible to you hearing from me after all these years. The reason I'm writing is that I might be making a business visit your way to Cincinnati. The street Wall Street, that is, has been very kind to me through the years. My wife died many years ago, and I was wondering if I could run up to Dayville and take you out to dinner while I was passing through. Unfortunately, time is, like they say, of the essence, so if you could drop me a line in return, I'd know whether I was welcome to call on you or not. You can write me at the above address with fond memories, hopefully Harry.
4: Mom, are you all right?
5: <laughs> oh, it's not anything sad, it's not anything like that,
2: it's... Well, then what's with the tears? It's nostalgia,
5: because this letter took me back so far, so far back. I-
4: is it really from some old beau that you were serious about? Oh, yes. I sort of broke his heart. Hmm. Oh, and speaking of that, let's get those eggs broken into the
2: pan before we burn up all the butter. Well,
4: I'll, I'll get the eggs. You're the coffee pourer, Don.
2: <laughs> Great. And we'll let Jessie handle the toast. And I'll bet that's just what she was 25 years or so ago, the toast of the town. Oh, <laughs> Femme fatale, who remains forgotten by a rich New Yorker.
4: What does he have to say to you,
5: Mom? This old flame? Well, he's a Wall Street broker and his wife died many years ago and he has to come through Cincinnati on business and he wanted to stop by and say hello. He wants me to write and tell him if I'd like him to. Oh, are you going to? Oh, (laughs) I don't know.
4: Maybe not after all these years. Oh, you're not that old. You just told me there's life in the old prune yet. (laughs) In the Waldorf Plaza Towers. He must be really rich. And you know what, Don? Oh. No. Well, Mom told me this morning, when the letter came, that uh, this Harry... Uh, what, what was his name, Mother? Harry Taylor. Oh. Pass me the butter, please, Don. Harry Taylor. If Mom hadn't married my dad, it could have been him. Ha- Bacon
5: coming up. He was a boy who wanted to marry me. Oh, go ahead, and you stop with the toast and eat, Don. You have an office to go to.
4: Bacon, everybody. Oh, not just any boy,
5: though. Oh, no. Matter of fact, we were we were sort of engaged. Oh, till I met your father. Huh. Oh,
6: <laughs>
5: was Harry mad? He was ready to go fight with Jim over me. Mm. I only
2: need one guess why he didn't. <laughs> oh, Jim wouldn't have hurt him. You know how gentle he was. Oh, sure, but uh, still a jolly green giant. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to have tangle with him, I'll you. Oh. oh, Jim would never
5: have hurt a fly, but, well, Harry. What about Harry? What a temper he had. I remember. Uh, remember what? Well, he kind of scared me. I mean, when he realized he couldn't take on Jim, he had a temper. Oh, the way he carried on! He he even threatened to kill me, Mom. Oh, of course, he didn't really mean it. But he was a wild one, and kind of sweet. So easy to hurt.
2: Poor boy. Wall Street. What? He always did have a head for figures. Mm -hmm, Yeah, and an eye for him. Uh, Jesse, uh, Mama, (laughs) maybe you'd better let him pass on through and not rake over any old coals.
4: Well, there might just be a little fire left in them. Well, it might be just what I need to shake me out of a rut. Well, you don't like it here with Don and me? Oh, of course I
5: do, dear. I have plenty of money to go live by myself if I want to, and... I did have an idea that I was going to be useful around here as a built-in babysitter.
4: Well, sorry to disappoint you, Mom. You won't have to worry till things get a little more unscrambled here. Oh, which reminds <laughs> me, I've got to scramble, too. I'm due at the store in 20 minutes.
2: That now, my boss is out of town, so I can be a little late. I'll, tell you what, I'll circle around in the car and drop you off. Uh,
4: look, Mom, if you want to have your old love here... Go ahead. I never said he was my old love. Well, I I didn't mean it the way that sounded. I just meant your old high school sweetheart or
2: whatever he was. I'd like to get a look at the guy myself. What he could have that big Jim didn't, I'd like to see.
5: Why do you think I married Jim, you lunkhead?
2: (laughs) Just so you could have precious here for me to marry.
4: Uh I told you, if you ever called me that name, I'd leave you. Okay,
2: Gertrude. (laughs) Bye, Mom. Oh,
4: you crumb. Bye, Mom. Just call me by my own name. Oh, yes.
2: Oh, yes. Pesh. Sounds like a breakfast cereal. (laughs) But it's good
6: for
5: you. Do I really want to see him again? I've lived my life, and it's stopped with Jim. Five years now. But I'm not all that old.
3: Dear Harry... What a surprise to hear from you again after all these years. You didn't mention any children. I have one. A girl married to a lovely boy practicing law. I mean, he's already a lawyer, but just beginning. If you are coming so near the old town, why don't you stop by for dinner? Or if you like, we have a guest room. Well, it's like in the rumpus room, but the bed is really comfortable, and the kids love to have guests. Please consider yourself one, and this is an invitation. Let me know. I'd love to see you again and renew old acquaintance for old Lang Syne, Jesse. For old Lang Syne. Yeah. If you hadn't turned me down, Jesse, I'd never married Flo. If I hadn't married that drunken. Well, I might just take you up on that invitation, Jesse. Maybe we could wipe the board clean.
2: Hi, Jess. Where's my Frau? In the kitchen. Oh. Long day. How was yours?
5: (laughs) How different can they be, Don? Tuesdays and Thursdays, the hospital service. Friday, bingo. Sunday after service, the woman's auxiliary group. Coffee and cookies, courtesy of the membership. Mm. The other days passed by without much interruption. Except... Yes? That's Harry Taylor. You know, my old boyfriend?
2: Oh, yeah.
5: I wrote him and said I'd be glad to see him and... I even said he could stay overnight in the rumpus room if he needed a place. I hope you don't mind. You oh, don't mind? Why
2: would I mind? Jez, yes, this is your house. Oh, don't be silly.
5: Sure, it's in my name because that's the way Jim left it. But you know everything I've got is yours and precious. I'm just living out my three score and ten. And trying to keep
2: out of your way. Hey, is that
4: you, Muscle Man?
2: Here I come, isolating my stomach muscles. Well,
4: you better start <laughs> isolating them. You're getting a touch flabby. Oh,
2: don't feed me so good. <laughs> mm. Hey, I hear we may have a visitor. Who? Your mom's old boyfriend. Well,
4: oh, why not? Do you mind? Well,
2: not me. I just wonder what kind of old fogey he is.
4: Well, whatever he is, how much can he mean in our lives? If Mom wants a nice, sentimental moment of nostalgia... she
2: is entitled, I just hope he won't be a bomb.
4: Please define that.
2: (laughs) I mean a A splat. Yeah, nothing. A big bore. Uh, (laughs) Uh, What did you have in mind?
4: Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a female animal with funny vibes. I just have a silly hunch it would have been better if he'd never raised his head out of the past. But, like you say, it's Mom's house. She's entitled to her own guests, no matter how far they climb out of the past. Oh, I just hope he won't be a specter at the feast.
0: If Pesh Craig could have heard that earlier muttered remark by Harry, maybe we can wipe the board clean. Or if she had known that he was a man who spent nearly half his life in jail for killing a woman. She might have paid more attention to those vibes of hers. But she didn't really take them seriously. Nor did her husband Don until later. Or perhaps too late. I'll return in a moment with Act Two. We've all been guilty of such phrases as I could have killed that wife of mine or I could have cut his throat for doing that. Typical overstatements, which of course we don't really mean. That is, most of us. Some of us must, because people do kill other people in the heat of anger, and sometimes even in cold blood. Once, Harry Taylor told Jesse Dingman he was ready to kill her for jilting him. But does a man hold that thought, nourish such a grudge for nearly three decades? How can one really be sure, particularly since he spent all that time behind bars for the murder of another woman.
4: Harry Taylor arrived on a Saturday, so we were all three at home to meet him. His arrival was quite something, I might add. Don had offered to drive Mother down to pick him up at Cincinnati Airport. But that's quite a haul from our little town, and he'd called up and said he wouldn't hear of it. He'd rent a car. But, brother... We didn't know he meant a limousine with a chauffeur who ran around to open the car door for him. Old Mrs. Johnstone across the street pretty near put her sharp old nose right through the window. Particularly when the chauffeur followed him with a box of flowers big as a coffin almost. And a straw basket full of champagne bottles.
2: Holy cow, you look at that coat with a fur collar.
4: Probably lined with mink. ma. Yes, dear. Daddy Warbucks is here. Who?
2: Uh, your old flame, I guess. Isn't that Harry Taylor coming up the walk?
5: I don't know. Well, he's not like the Harry I remembered. Come away from the window. Don't let him see you're staring.
2: See, you don't suppose this is a case of mistaken identity, do you?
4: Well, we'll soon find out. <laughs> you want me to open the door, Mom? No, no. Let me. Hello, Jesse. Harry,
5: Harry, it is you.
3: I guess I didn't age as well as you. I'd have known you anywhere.
5: <laughs> it wasn't that. It's just that you were always in jeans and a windbreaker, and and I never saw you in a hat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Come in. Come in, Harry. It's good to see you.
3: I've been looking forward to this for a long time, Jesse. Just kind of took me a while to make up my mind.
5: Well, I'm glad you did. Oh, won't you ask your friend in?
3: Oh, that's my chauffeur. Hey, uh, uh, Brody, I'll take the flowers. Uh, Jesse, would you show Brody where the kitchen is? I guess that champagne ought to go in the icebox or something.
5: Champagne? Well,
3: sure. <laughs> you know, like the old song or whatever. Eat, drink, and be merry.
2: <laughs> for tomorrow we die. Kind of by reflex action, my mind completed the old quotation as Jess brought Harry Taylor into us, While Pesh took the chauffeur out to the kitchen to put the champagne away. And just for a moment, while we were being introduced... Looking at the guy, I got some strange vibes myself. I mean, it was his skin tone. He looked sort of dead white, like you think of a corpse. But there was nothing dead about his handshake. That was firm. Matter of fact, since I wasn't expecting it, he almost cracked my knuckles. I'm pleased to meet you, son. You sure got good taste in mother-in-law's.
3: <laughs> Thanks, sir. I, I feel the same way myself. Don't call me sir. Make it Harry, hmm?
5: Would you like, Don, to go out and get your bag from the car?
3: Hmm?
5: Well, aren't you going to stay with us?
3: Oh, well, no. I would want to put you out like that, Jess. I, I've got some rooms at the hotel.
5: Oh, but we made plans, and
3: we expected you for dinner. Oh, that, that part's all right. That's why I brought the champagne. And then tomorrow, I thought you and me could take a ride in the car, or maybe walk down Memory Lane, have lunch out at the carriage house.
5: Oh, Oh, but that's so expensive now.
3: (laughs) It always was. Never could afford it before, and that's why I checked to make sure it was still in business. I have a reservation.
5: For oh, my. I, I don't think I have anything to wear.
3: Well, if you haven't, we'll go out in the morning and buy you something.
4: The champagne's all put <laughs> away, Mr. Taylor. Mr. Brody wanted to know if you needed him for anything else.
3: Oh, no. He, he can go. Well, what time do you think I ought to have him come back and pick me up,
4: hmm? I, I, I don't know.
5: You sure you don't want to stay? I
3: don't want to be any trouble, Jesse. Just give me an idea. Look,
2: Uh, Mom, I can drive Mr. Taylor. uh... uh, Harry, please. uh, Harry, Harry, back to the hotel. It's it's only a few blocks. Well, I'll settle for that. We'll give Brody a night on the hmm? (laughs) town.
3: Although, what he's going to do with it in Dayville, I don't know. If uh, you'll excuse me, I'll just make sure he's got enough money to let him go. That
5: good Lord bless us. If I didn't know that was Harry Taylor to look at, I... I wouldn't believe
4: it. He is a bit overwhelming. I mean, well, I guess it comes from being rich. And he's real nice, don't you think, Don? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. He sure is trying to stir things up around here. I, I don't know if it's good or bad.
4: Well, what do you mean?
2: Well, no? it's sort of up to Jess. You may have a kind of hot potato to handle, Mom. <laughs> Maybe you better watch your step.
5: With Harry Taylor? Oh, don't be silly. Anytime I can't handle Harry Taylor. Oh, you... You young sex maniac. (laughs) Don't feed me any of your 1970s flack. Harry Taylor is nothing but an old friend. It was a lovely evening. I cooked the dinner, but Don and Pesh served it. And by the time dessert came along lemon meringue pie that i remember was harry's favorite it was almost like jim was alive again the room was full of fun and love
3: oh that pie! yes just like old old times
2: <laughs> say uh what firm are you with mr uh, uh, harry firm yeah aren't you a broker i, I mean on wall street I
3: was, but I sold out.
2: Well, kind of a bad time.
3: Well, not if you know the tricks of the trade.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess you were smart enough to anticipate the bull market and sell short. Uh, yeah, that's
3: the notion, but, uh, (laughs) if you don't mind, I don't want to talk business. I've got to admit I'm a little tired after the trip from New York. I think maybe I should get back to the hotel early and plan to be rested for a big day tomorrow. I thought maybe after I take your mother to lunch, you... you could all
2: be my guests at the hotel for dinner.
4: Oh, I don't see why we should Buddy.
2: Oh, it might be nice for you to have a night out, Pesh. They do have dancing.
4: Oh, y- well, yes, that... that would be nice if we don't make it too late. Mm-hmm. With you, Don. You got some kind of chip on your shoulder?
2: Uh, I can't put my finger on it all the way. It's just a lot of little things. Like what? Well, I mean, three dozen American beauty roses to a small dinner in the suburbs?
4: Well, I thought he was real cute about that. I mean, one for every year we haven't seen each other and one extra to grow on.
2: Mm, four bottles of champagne for a meatloaf dinner?
4: Mom made the meatloaf especially
2: for him. When she wrote and invited him, she said she would. It isn't that pesh. It's just... Well, everything's out of whack. He says he's a stockbroker. Why? Does he talk like one?
4: Well, I don't know. I never went to one. How does a stockbroker
2: talk? And his hands. You get a good look at him? I suppose so. But But, what he Those aren't the hands of a guy who sits behind a desk all day. Those are working man's hands. I mean, they're rough and calloused. Baby, your nice old Harry Taylor is a phony... But he
4: he can't be. He he couldn't fool Mom about who he is. She remembers him. No, I don't
2: mean about who he is. I mean about what he does or has been doing. He's no stockbroker.
4: How could you tell?
2: Because you don't sell short in a bull market.
4: I don't even know what that means. Mm.
2: The important thing is neither does Mr. Harry Taylor. That was obvious when I asked him that question at dinner.
4: Don, maybe he wasn't paying any attention He only had eyes for Mom I don't think he heard half the things we said And that's why I don't think we should go out to dinner with him tomorrow night
2: Look, I asked him a couple of other questions while I was driving him to the hotel Honey, I've got this gut feeling he's up to something And I don't want to take any chances on anything happening to Jess.
4: Oh, Don,
2: now what are you talking about? I think he's putting on some kind of an act. Oh, honey. look, the limousine, the roses, champagne. Money splattered around like it was going out of style. You you know, your dad left your mom pretty comfortably off. And if this should be some kind of sharper who's looking for a lonely widow to keep him comfort for the rest of his life... Brother, you've been
4: spending too much time around the courthouse... Well, least I'm glad you didn't come out with what I thought you were going to say. What? Well, the way you're acting, you're just kinky enough to come up with some crazy notion that he's fattening the victim for the kill.
2: Now, what are you talking about?
4: I mean what Mom said about 35 years ago when she picked Dad instead of Harry Taylor. The first off, he was going to kill Dad, and then he said it would be Mother.
2: Yeah. Now, that's really way out. People don't hold grudges for 35 years.
4: Well, that's what I say. In any way you know, he never meant it. It's just talk, that kind of thing. Will you leave Mom and Harry alone? Honey,
2: I'm only trying to protect her. Well,
4: then butt out, Sir Galahad. Mom doesn't need you. Oh, honey. Did you look at her face tonight when Harry and she were talking old times? Oh, it was lit up like with a hundred candles.
3: You look at the menu, Jesse.
5: I don't know what I want. You order, Harry. Well, uh, my uh,
3: mm-hmm. my eyes are not so good anymore, Jess. Just, uh, just pick the most expensive and order that. The most expensive everything.
5: Oh. It won't be too hard. Everything costs an arm and a leg, Harry. I don't want you wasting all your money on me. Now,
3: there's plenty more where that came from. I got enough to last more than the rest of my life. Nothing to do with it, but spend it on you.
5: Oh, Harry. That was sweet. But money doesn't mean all that much to me.
3: Spend it while you got it, is the way I figure. You, uh... You ain't gonna have a chance to all that long, Jesse.
5: I guess you gotta leave pretty soon, huh? Hmm?
3: Well, kinda depends on, uh, on the way things work out. Come on, let's order that lunch. Like I keep saying, eat, drink, and be merry. Because tomorrow you could die. Okay.
0: And still the ambivalence remains. Is Harry Taylor the friendly man he seems to be? Renewing a fond and old acquaintance? A wealthy and lonely man who recently struck it rich? Or are Don's suspicions warranted? I'll be back shortly with Act Three. One thing you may have noticed about Harry is that he tends to harp on the subject of death. Eat, drink, and be merry. That first time, he did not complete the saying. The second time, in completing it to Jesse, he said, for tomorrow, you die. Was that just a misquote, a misuse of the pronoun? A few nights later, Harry is bringing her back from the local movie in his limousine. I'm
5: sorry you have to go back to New York, Harry. In more ways than one. Like how? Well... I've been whined and dined and entertained and fussed over and spoiled, I guess, more than in my whole life. But it isn't the money. It's been good to see you again. I'm glad you had business out this way.
3: Sort of unfinished business. Uh, I could maybe stay a little longer. Oh, I...
5: I wouldn't want to put you out. I'll miss you, of course, but...
3: You really mean that?
5: Well, I have my life here, my little activities, and someday I guess the kids will get old-fashioned enough to provide me with a little grandson or granddaughter, but it's been nice to have a beau again. I do get lonely. All of us do at our age, I guess.
3: Look, Jesse, I've got an idea. I do have to get back on to New York for... uh... Well, for a reason, but uh, I've got a great idea. Why don't you come with me?
6: <laughs>
3: what? Oh, you? no, 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 you, you know what I mean. I, I don't mean anything wrong. We'll get you a room of your own at the hotel, but New York's where it's at. I mean, we've done Dayville. I, I took you near everywhere in Cincinnati. But in New York, we got the nightclubs, the musicals, the, 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 the places to eat, and everything like that. Why don't you come back with me, Jesse?
5: I've never been to New York. I've never been much of anywhere, I guess, but imagine Park Avenue, Fifth Avenue, and all the big straws, and Rockefeller Center, and, and all the museums, and, and Lincoln Center, and the
3: Statue of Liberty, and <laughs> Staten Island Ferry. Come on, Jesse. Say <laughs> so you'll go, huh?
5: Oh, you are tempting me, Harry Taylor. You are tempting me. Well, but if I did, it would only be on one condition. What's that? That I pay my own way. Ah, oh, now come on. I can it. afford it.
3: Please say yes.
5: Well, it, it, I'll talk it over with Pesh first, but... Oh, it would be fun to have one fling, since it probably will be my last
2: one. I think it's crazy even kind of indecent. What's indecent about it? I mean, you know, at their age, I mean, it isn't exactly like their...
4: brother, listen to the voice of the establishment talking. Is that what I married?
2: No, it it, it isn't even that. Oh,
4: honey, I wouldn't worry. My mom may be right with it, but she isn't that far out. And even if she is... Look, look,
2: look. You know what's worrying me? This guy. I'd like to check him out first.
4: How? Don't tell me private citizens have now got a pipeline to the FBI and the CIA. Oh, stop being such a poop. And if my mother wants to kick up her heels a little, you just get your nose out of the way.
2: Yes, Miss Bunny? Uh, Fine, I'll take it right now. Uh, Hello, Waldorf Plaza Towers? Uh, This is Mr. Don Craig. I'm a lawyer calling from Dayville, Ohio. What? No, no, no. no. I I don't want a reservation. I wanted to talk to one of your permanent guests, Mr. Harry Taylor. Beg pardon? Oh, I see. Well, he might possibly have checked out about a week ago. Would it be possible... Yes, 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 I understand. But, uh... As I said, I'm a lawyer. This is a rather important pending case. I wouldn't want to have to drag the towers into it. Of course. Yes, I'll be at this number all day. Please call me at the first opportunity.
4: You here? Mom, Jess? For heaven's sakes, wild man, what is it? Uh,
2: where's Mom? Uh, uh, Jess, she, she didn't leave yet?
4: Uh, yes, they took an earlier plane. I tried to reach you at the office, but you were on the phone.
2: You mean they've left for New York?
4: Well, they should be there by this time.
2: But that's... Okay. Okay, Miss wise What is it? Now, let me tell you something. I got a complete checkout from the Waldorf Plaza Towers, and nobody named Harry Taylor ever lived there.
4: Oh, no. Well, th- there must be some mistake. Not the
2: way I see it. Pesh, I'm scared. Uh, look, was Harry here before they left?
4: Yes, he. He, uh, he brought some champagne, and we all had a glass and wished you were here. No,
2: did you wash those glasses yet? No. You remember which one was Harry's?
4: Uh, yeah. Um, the one uh, right there on the uh, secretary. He said he was the only one who finished his. Mom and I were too excited to take more than a sip.
2: Yeah, yeah, fine, at least we have one lead. Now,
4: what are you doing? Wrapping this
2: carefully in my handkerchief, taking it down to police headquarters. Police headquarters? That's right. I've got friends down there. We can lift the prints off this glass, check them out. What? I've got a real sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. I just woke up to why Harry looked as if he might have been sick. What do you mean? That, that white fish belly color is what you get in a security prison i get some awful feeling that Harry Taylor is an ex-con. <laughs> yeah. You know, and a long-termer at that. Don Craig here. Now,
6: uh, Mr. Craig, this is Pete Lager down at headquarters.
2: Oh, hi, Lieutenant. Good to hear from you. Sorry, it took a little time to get back to you. Uh-huh. You find anything?
3: Yeah. We got a make for you on those prints
2: you handed us. Right out of central file.
3: Harold, Alpha Leslie, Taylor. Booked for murder of his wife, April 45. Tried and sentenced to first-degree murder of his wife, Florence Taylor, nay, Haywood. Sentenced life and committed to security prisons till the year 1971. Released on parole
2: September of that year. No further violations. Good Lord. Uh, How did he murder her? Drowned her in the bathtub. And the motive? According to the transcript for her money, the game was loaded. Of course, he never got any of it. That's all I got. Any help to you? Yeah, thanks, Pete. I don't know how much help it is, but it sure lights a fire out of my tail. I'm leaving for New York on the next plane. Oh,
4: yes. You're the one who called me from some little town in Ohio. Yeah,
2: that's right. Now, I'm following up in person. Are you sure you never had a Harry L. Taylor registered here in your tower apartments? Good grief. We've been through all of that. Or anywhere in the hotel? No. Yeah, or a Mrs. Jessie Lipscomb.
4: Really, Mr. Craig, you're causing a disturbance, and we just don't tolerate that at the wall. Any or... trouble, Miss scrambling. Well, this man is rather abusive. I have told him and told him we have no record of a
2: Harry L. Taylor at this hotel. Guest? Well, of course. Now, no, wait, a, wait a minute. I, I took it for granted. He must be, but you... Uh, uh, look, I'm a county assistant DA from Ohio officer. Uh, do you have any knowledge of a Harry L. Taylor that's connected with this hotel?
1: Let me see your ID. Yeah, here. Okay. Yeah. Harry a horse. The, the what? Let's uh, go over in the corner, Mister. Mister uh, Drake. Um, now this is important. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll uh, tell you what I know. He was an ex-con, quiet fellow, never bothered anybody. Night porter on the Sixtieth Street side. All he cared about was keeping his nose clean and handicapping the ponies. He's still here. No, no. <laughs> You wouldn't believe it, but about three weeks ago, he hit the biggest super exactor since the OTB began. He was up to his ears in dough. Well, he treated everybody around here, and then he took off. I ain't seen him
2: since. Sure. That's where the money came from. Uh, You wouldn't know where he lived, would you?
1: No, I, uh... Wait a minute. That night he was buying everybody drinks. He gave me his address.
2: It's Don. Uh, Jesse, is that you?
5: Don, what are you doing in New York? Wait a minute, I'll bust the
2: door for you. Come on up. <laughs> Jesse, are, are, are you all? Shh, shh. Just coming quietly. Oh, you, you don't know what Pesh and me have been through.
5: It works at both ends. Just relax, there's nothing wrong. The doctor's with Harry. Doctor. Come in the living room with me a moment, and I'll try to explain.
2: That's why I came hightailing to New York.
5: Oh, you're a sweet boy, and I love you. But just let me tell you, it's all right, everything you learned. And I can't prove anything except I I believe what Harry finally told me. By the time we got here to New York, he was nearly blind, and his sense of balance was gone. Well, that hasn't anything to do with the past. Flo, his first wife, committed suicide or or drowned while she was drunk. She was an alcoholic. So the family didn't want Harry to get her money, and they had a lot of poor, so they pushed homicide against Harry. The poor guy had no one to protect him. So he was put away all those years. But the law, you, you... Oh, the law is a wonderful thing if you can get it on your side. Harry, poor dear Harry, is one of life's losers. He just can't win anything. He lost me, for what that's worth, and he lost his freedom for 25 years. And a short while after he came out, he lost his health. What do you mean? This is my son, Dr. Hirschfeld. I should say my my son-in-law. Could you explain to him about Harry?
1: Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Mr. Taylor has one of the rarest diseases in the world. Actually, there are only half a dozen recorded cases. The Creutzfeldt-Jacob disease. It's a sudden and virulent disintegration of the nerve elements. It's irreversible and it is implacably lethal in an incredibly short time. Three months is the best prognosis. It can start with blindness. Mr. Taylor is almost blind now. It's just a matter of time and that time is already well extended. Mrs. Lipscomb has offered to attend him with whatever other help is needed. The wonderful woman. And that's all I can tell you. let well, excuse me now. Unfortunately, life goes on. Or doesn't. There are other patients waiting for me.
5: Thanks, Doctor. I'll be here when you need me.
1: <laughs> I wish there were more like you. Bye.
5: I can take care of myself, Don.
2: Yes. Yes, I should have realized that.
5: No. Oh, no, I'm glad you're here. And you can go back and reassure Pesh. And as long as Harry lasts, I can do the same for him. Incidentally, I... I should tell you that I married him.
0: You... you did?
5: At his request. Oh. And it did give him a little lift. Maybe just an extra lease on life after losing so much of it. And he's still quite active and full of fun. So maybe we still have a little chance to eat, drink, and be married.
2: And... not to finish that quote... Till it finishes itself.
5: Oh, you're a good boy, Don. I'm glad you married my daughter.
0: As it happened, Harry lived quite a bit longer than expected. And Pesh, joining them in New York, was able to appreciate not only the excitement of the big city, but the gentle appreciation of a new father. Harry died quietly in his sleep, not troubling anyone. But at the last, his life was not in vain because he borrowed his own immortality in the memory of three people who loved him. Jesse, Pesh, and in the end, the doubting Thomas, Don. I'll be back shortly. There isn't much to say about a story like this, except whatever doubts we may have about human nature are fortunately balanced, at times even to our shame, by its resilience and its essential morality. If you don't believe such a statement, heaven help you. And if you do, then there is no question that he will. Our cast included Beatrice Strait, Ralph Bell, Evie Juster, Russell Horton, and Nat Poland. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
1: With the greatest music of all time, this is AM710. KMPC.
6: It was just one of those things Just one of those crazy flings One of those bells that now and then rings Just One of those things It was just One of those nights Just one of those Fabulous flights A trip to the moon On gossamer wings Just one of those things If we thought of it About the end of it When we started painting the town We'd have been aware That our love affair Was too hot Not to cool down So goodbye, dear It was great fun But it was just One of those things It was just Just One of those nights Just One of those Fabulous flights A trip to the moon on gossamer wings Just one of those things If we thought of it about the end of it When we started painting that town We'd have been aware that our cool down. So goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, goodbye, baby and amen. Here's hoping we'll meet now and then. It was